Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I have a very special guest. I want to bring him right on the line. He is Dave Linden. And Dave has started, many years ago, he started the largest mixer concept. And now he's in his 12th year in uh, the upcoming Orange County largest mixer uh, on March 18th from 5 to 9 p.m. at the OC Fairgrounds. So, Dave, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, Bill, for having me. Dave, uh, this is an incredible concept, and I think you're way before your time in starting this. Uh, how and why did you start um, the largest mixer concept many years ago? Well, you know, I was actually a public relations person at a museum uh, in Los Angeles, and we were already members of many chambers of commerce. But, you know, as a PR guy, you're always trying to come up with new and exciting ideas for bringing in different demographics and one being the business population. Um, and since we were already members of all these chambers, you know, not that a multi-chamber event at the time was an original idea, but actually at the time, and this was now 17 years ago, uh, which is we will now be doing our 17th LA's largest mixer in July, but um, um, I, actually it had not really been done before. So we brought all the chambers together at the time. There was like maybe 10 or 12 of them that participated um, for, this, the, for the first annual LA's largest mixer. And the idea really just started from, um, from that uh, first event and then five years later brought it to Orange County and then to Las Vegas and then to the Inland Empire. So really the idea just came about as just a way to bring more people into the place that I was uh, trying to promote. Well, and it's it's brilliant because a lot of these chambers of commerce, of course, are trying to find in a, you know new members and create visibility. Was it a hit right out of the right out of the gate? Was it did it I mean did it take off or did it take a lot of work to get it up and going? Well, you know. Um, a, a success and let's call it a hit is is obviously very subjective. Um, I believe it actually was uh, that first event. We probably had close to 1,500 people attend. There was no exhibitor booth. The only booths available were for uh, restaurants because obviously everyone needs to eat those uh, free samples. And then the chambers all had booths. But aside from that, it was just people. But now keep in mind, 17 years ago. Uh, no one was emailing each other. Uh, there wasn't, you know, Facebook and Twitter to, you know, kind of get the word out about events. Uh, don't laugh when I tell you this, but um, our, our main source of advertising was, was faxing. <laughs> you believe that. Because, you know, chambers would have their, their fax lists, and that's how we communicated. So, um, so if you think about it, so about 1,500 people attended, and, and it was really just the advertising through the chambers of commerce either their newsletters um, that at the time, once again, 
remember like paper newsletters that Chambers was sent out, you know, with flyers and yeah. stuff. So that the promotion was was either a, a paper newsletter, which no longer really exists in the Chamber world, and then uh, and then faxing. Um, so now, uh, 17 years later, yeah, you know, we hit 3,000 people in attendance. Uh, but if you think about all the different ways to reach people uh, that we have today, um, I would say that the first event really really did take off pretty well um, just due, due to the lack of, um, of outlets that we had to promote the event. Yeah, it was kind of back in the, uh, you know, the, the dark ages of social media. So it was way before that. Now, Chambers of Commerce seem to still be the backbone of this when it comes to exhibitors. You have something, uh, you just told me you have 33 Chambers of Commerce coming up for the Orange County as of today. That can change, of course. Who else, what other types of groups get involved and who else should be exhibitors at this type of a thing? Sure. And um, just to touch on the Chambers, the idea behind the event, uh, which has been from the beginning is to give Chambers of Commerce an opportunity to reach out and promote themselves and get new members and get more people to their events. Um, and that's why you do see so many Chambers. Oftentimes, you know, we'll get a comment after the event uh, like, oh my gosh, every row had, you know, two, three Chambers. Uh, this is, you know, and, and yes, th there was a purpose for that uh, because the event is, is sponsored by all the different Chambers. Um, then our, our level two tier of participation is our co-sponsors, which are mainly our media sponsors, which, uh, you know, radio, TV, uh, print, um, that, you know, certainly help uh, spread the word and, and, uh, and, and build our attendance. And then, obviously, our exhibitors are, you know, very important because they're the ones that um, actually help us pay to do the event. Um, and, you know, really the common thread is the people that attend the event are those that just love to network. And that's, I think, maybe the difference between our event and, and other events as far as like other trade shows and whatnot is that like this is, this is the, the Disneyland uh, for people that love to network. Um, it, you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't want to necessarily go to Disneyland uh, every, single, uh, every single day or every week or every month, but once a year I think Disneyland's a lot of fun. Um, and, and this type of event, uh, the once a year, let's just bring all the people that love to network together, um, is, is, I think is a winner. And uh, we get you know, businesses from you know, healthcare to restaurants to you know, technology uh, to insurance. And, and it doesn't make a difference what type of business you're in because you never know who you're going to meet um, in this kind of atmosphere. Yeah, and, and I don't want to give the impression it's only Chambers of Commerce. As you mentioned, there's a lot of other types of exhibitors. You have, um, uh, what, over 250 exhibitors uh, attended last year in 2014. What are you looking at this year? Yeah, those numbers are pretty much consistent with what we are looking to do again this year. Um, at, at one point, though, it does get to where you're like, okay, a little bit over 250 exhibitors starts to uh, starts to be a little bit too much for the event because it is four hours. So if you divide the 250 exhibitors by you know four hours, uh, that means you pretty much need to spend uh, about two minutes per exhibitor to make it through the whole show. So uh, in some respects, you know, it'd be great to have 500 exhibitors, uh, but then it would be a little it'd be a little difficult for the attendees to kind of make their way through the uh, through the expo floor. So uh, so we usually shoot for about the 250, and uh, and that, that seems to be our magic number.
And and last year you had about three thousand people uh, go through the turnstiles at, at, as a participant, uh, as a kind of a visitor to the yeah. to the event. So uh, that's huge. So so this is a real uh, win for exhibitors and the participants, of course, who just must uh, be collecting tons of information and getting to meet a lot of different people. What are some of the comments that you get from the participants? Well, you know, um, if you think about the booth price and not a, not not at all not at all to come off as as, as, as trying to sell any booths today, uh, but if you think about the booth price and what you actually get for that, which is the opportunity to have some real estate at an event where other like-minded business people uh, can talk business and start relationships, um, it, it really is quite a value. And I think when you show up and you have your little, you know, of course, your bowl of business cards or, you know, to collect business cards and, and you're walking home with, a, a, you know, a few hundred, um, you know, potential leads and obviously all the information um, that you pass out, uh, it, it, it certainly is a, a, a great opportunity um, for, you know, for people just to, uh, to start building the relationships. Cause at the end of the day, um, it is about relationships and yes, you can do certainly a ton of other advertising. Um, uh, there's other places to advertise your business in, but, um, you know, everyone talks about, Hey, how do I build word of mouth? Um, and you know, word of mouth certainly starts with, you know, relationships and meeting people. And, um, you, I'm sure you've gone to a trade show where you met like this really cool booth, uh, this business at, at a booth. And, and then you go the next, you know, you, the next day you're talking to a friend, you're like, Oh my gosh, I saw this product and it was amazing. And obviously that that's how it all starts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Getting, getting out there and getting exposure. That's what everybody's looking for these days. And, uh from the standpoint of, uh, uh, is there a demographic of listener that attends these, this type of an event, or is it just all over the map? Well, the, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I would say the demographic really is a, a person in business, but one that does like to get on a network, because there are a lot of business people that actually are afraid of networking and would never go to a mixer or just jump into a, a, a crowd of people and just start, uh, you know, passing out business cards and, and, and saying hello. So um, it, the event nece isn't necessarily for everyone, although I think networking really is, you know, the backbone um, and should be the backbone of, of, of one's business um, because of how important it is. Um, but I, I really think that um, I, I think that if 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 done correctly, um, networking can be a, uh, an amazing tool for someone's business. Absolutely. Well, this is a concentrated way to do it. It's from again from five to nine p.m. March eighteenth at the Orange County Fairgrounds, and uh, you've you've done this again. This is your twelfth year there, and LA's you've done it seventeen years, and you also do this in Las Vegas. Inland Empire, it's a heck of an idea. And uh, are there any networking tips? I mean, you must be a, an expert at this. You've heard from a lot of people. What kind of tips or ideas could you give people who attend to effectively network at these events? Sure. Well, you know, first of all, I always say come up with your follow-up, either email or if you're going to be doing, you know, snail mail, come up with that letter ahead of time. Because what will happen is you'll, you'll attend an event like this, you'll walk home with 
50, 60, 70, maybe 100, 200 business cards, and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do with all these? But uh, by having a little game plan with what to do with them before the event, I think it will be uh, less daunting of a task. But definitely you have to follow up, and that's, you know, I'm sure you've heard this a billion times, and, uh, and it is almost, I always find it comical even, you know, when I do speak to groups and, and I'm mentioning follow-up and I'm thinking, I can't believe I'm saying this again uh, because <laughs> you say it to your blue in the face, but still people don't follow up. Um, but you got to follow up and, and, and it's not necessarily following up with just, boom, here's my sales letter follow-up, but it's really, you know, you got to treat each individual business card that you receive um, with, with a little special flavor and, um, and, and following up, not necessarily saying, hey, let's meet for coffee because, you, you know, that would be a little, uh, little time-consuming, but at least trying to figure out a way, some kind of common ground to build a relationship to see, hey, how can I maybe help your business um, to, you know, give you some referrals and, 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 and likewise and kind of start that kind of, um, that kind of conversation um, rather than really make it silly, but, um, but certainly come, you know, come up with some kind of plan for follow-up. Um, also, you know, have a goal for, for doing the show, whether you're an exhibitor or you're an attendee. Um, if you show up and say, okay, hey, you know what, I want to collect, you know, 20 business cards today, and of, of those 20 cards, um, I'm looking for five health insurance agents. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I mean, think about why you're going. And I think if you have those goals, then when you, when you go back to your office the next day and you go, hey, you know what, I reached all my goals, at least you can feel better that, um, hey, it, it was a good use of time, rather than just show up and walk around aimlessly kind of, you know, hoping that you might throw a dart and get it in the bullseye. Are, is the, are the exhibitors organized in any kind of a uh, categories or anything like that, or is it just pretty much a, uh, there, you know, would you have health insurance brokers on in the same section or same row, or are there sections like that, or is it pretty much first come, first serve as far as the booths are concerned? That is an excellent question, and the answer is, Everybody is wherever. The reasoning is that it would totally make sense for the attendees point of view to have the you know financial section and the health insurance section uh, and the restaurant section. Uh, unfortunately, most exhibitors don't want to be next to their competitors. Right. And um, only once in the last 17 years have I had an exhibitor say to me, hey, it would be really cool if you put all the universities in one area. Uh, and I said, well, you know, I think that might only be cool to you, uh, but not to the other universities who don't necessarily want to be next to their competitors. So, um, so in some respects, it, it's kind of good not to have them, um, you know, all in specific areas, you know, based on industry. But also what's kind of neat about it is that, once again, you never know who you might meet. And, um, you know, you might be next to an exhibitor that, um, you know, let's say you are a university and you're speaking to someone that, you know, is a, is a restaurant. Um, and it's just kind of this, you know, interesting pairing that a restaurant is next to a university, but there might be some common ground where there could be some referrals going on. So to answer your question, the booths are just placed 
at will based on making sure that actually we're not putting them next to their competitors. That makes total sense. I mean, there's some synergy, like you say, between some people, but nobody wants to find out that they're right next to a, a major competitor. When people come to this, what should they have in their pockets? Definitely business cards. Uh, and I can tell you what they shouldn't have in their pockets, which is, um, which is marketing materials. An attendee to any event, whether it's the largest mixer or you know, any type of mixer or trade show, you know, should never have flyers or postcards or sales kits with them because that is not call, that's not networking. Uh, passing out flyers is marketing, and there's a difference between marketing and networking. Uh, business cards, totally acceptable um, because, you know, obviously you want to pass out your card so people can follow up with you. But once you start passing out flyers and brochures, um, that then starts to get a little bit too selly. And, you know, you don't want to come off as that sales guy because there's, not, there's nothing worse, I think, for not only an attendee but for an exhibitor that might have paid hundreds of dollars, you know, for that real estate at the event to have uh, an attendee walk up to them that might have only paid the $20 to get in, um, and then they're sitting there passing out their flyers. So uh, if you want to pass out your flyers, then you should get a booth. Um, if not, showing up and, and passing out cards and learning about people's businesses um, is, is totally acceptable. Um, and to take your question one step further, um, I think the worst thing you should do as an attendee is walk up to someone's booth and then automatically start selling them on what you do. Uh, it's a little bit of a dance, but at the minimum, you should walk up to their booth and say, um, hey, so what do you do? And, you know, listen to their spiel and then wait for them to say, hey, what do you do? And if they don't ask you, what do you do, then, then maybe you don't want to be doing business with them and then maybe move on to the next booth. Um, but typically that, that, you know, little conversation that you would have would end up, um, um, you know, resulting in some kind of positive form of, of, of networking. Um, but the worst thing you can do is start out with, uh, hey, I'm going to tell you what I do. Um, you should always ask the person first, hey, what do you do? Um, and then usually they will say, well, great, now what do you do? And then that's the conversation. And you'll find that you'll have a much better networking experience than if you just come off a little bit too silly. Yeah, com it's common sense and it's networking etiquette. I'm sure you have a few roughshods out there that, that want to kind of bully their way around. But, you know, come on, if you're listening to this and you want to go to this thing, like Dave says, buy a booth if you want to be on the on the marketing end of things. Otherwise, uh, be a good um, be a good networker. Now, Dave, people might get tired and hungry and thirsty when they're walking around for these hours. So there's refreshments and food and all those types of things available. Oh, absolutely. We have 20 restaurants um, that have signed up to pass out little little food samples, and we kind of place them throughout the event. And obviously, we'll have some networking lounges um, where there'll be some bars where you can just kind of hang out and have a drink. Um, but you know, um, my one of my biggest networking tips is to actually eat before you go to the event. Um, you know, this is four hours uh, that could could land you huge amount of financial benefit. Um, so why go to the event um, hungry and then all you can think about is, okay, I got to get to the food booths to eat. Um, if, if, if I was you, and certainly um, I try to uh, take a little spoonful of my own medicine, but, um, but, I, but I will always try to eat before 
uh, any kind of networking event because I don't want to be hungry and think about, oh my gosh, let me just dive in for the food. Because then you're trying to eat and network and you might have broccoli stuck in your teeth and, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. and then you're all worried about that. Um, and, but but if, you, if you think about um, what, what could be gained from attending a networking event, um, I think the food should maybe be a little bit lower on the priority list. But with I, that yeah, said, yeah. Mm-hmm. for 20 bucks, you're going to walk into our event and you're going to eat like a king. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So there's both sides of that. So you might pick up a little uh, skewer of this or a spoonful of that along the way. Uh, Dave, we're only about, uh, well, we're about, what, four weeks before the event. Are there still booths available for exhibitors and where do people go to find out that information? Sure. Well, you can visit ocmixer.com, and there are definitely still booths available. Um, we oftentimes sell out a third of our show in the last three weeks of the event, which, of course, drives me crazy. But that's okay because it's about the customer, right? Um, and for whatever reason, people like to wait to the last minute. So, um, so we, we've somewhat designed the layout to um, to facilitate the opportunity of of all the you know all these exhibitors signing up right before the event. I've had people show up uh, the day of the event uh, with their stuff in hand. They don't even call us ahead of time. They just show up and say, "Hey, do you got a booth spot for us?" And obviously, we're going to find a booth somewhere. Um, but for those that um, can get their acts together um, sooner than later, you do get extra value, which is you get to be listed in our directory book that's printed out to all the exhibitors and sponsors. Um, you'll be listed on our website with a link back to your website. Um, we blog each of our exhibitors um, and, and post that on our website about their business, so you'll be able to take advantage of that. We do a big VIP kickoff event for all the exhibitors and sponsors, um, so you, you get to take advantage of those types of, of, of value-added things. So, um, so certainly, the sooner you can book a show, um, usually the more value you'll end up getting. Great. So. Here's an idea for those of you listening. Why don't you uh, go to ocmixer.com, find out more about the event, buy your tickets now, buy a booth now, and forward this to everybody you know who is a business owner or, or could stand to get some more business by spending a few hours on, uh, on March 18th from 5 to 9 p.m. networking at OC's largest mixer. Dave, thanks very much for joining us today. It's been a great pleasure to have you on the show, and we really appreciate the information, and and best of luck with it all. Thank you so much, Bill. Really appreciate it, and uh, we'll hopefully see you at the big event. All right. Thanks very much. Take care. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after this, so please stay tuned. You're listening to one of many shows on ExitCoachRadio.com. We're interviewing advisors, authors, and thought leaders for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. If you'd like to be a guest on any of our shows, go to guest.exitcoachradio.com. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 